0: Welcome, this is Deconversion Therapy, and I'm Karen. And I'm your angry friend, Bonnie. And we're just yelling about the news right now, and other people. <laughs> but welcome, I'm glad you decided to spend this eight hours with us <laughs> on our <laughs> podcast episode. This is a letter so so it's your favorite. You get to hear from other people. Um, but please find us on Instagram. Uh, our Facebook group is really fascinating right now because people are posting some things that family are posting about Jesus or are posting on their walls to get their attention. And like, oh, some I thought of you it, meant
1: actual walls, like a poster. Yes. Jesus rocks.
0: With, <laughs> with the nail and the um, the <gasps> But. The I just uh, an
1: awful vision of like a pin the tail on the donkey thing with no. nails and Jesus. Right? <laughs> like, you, you know, that's mean. Yeah. Is that it's, awful?
0: Do we have to edit that out? But the things on uh, the things in the Facebook group that people are posting are funny because they're memes that I guess their Christian families are putting up on their Facebook and they are barely coherent. Uh, like so I... so
1: this is the same version as as rock music making it down to the christian ranks. <laughs> Memes have finally made it to the jesus folk.
0: Yeah. Or they're trying so hard, but they only really know to put a pink background and cursive writing. The- they haven't
1: really. Yes. Read. I can't believe you said that. That's exactly what I was going to show you. Okay. So. i mind reader. That, that font where the R looks like an indecipherable letter. Yeah. That's like all over every piece of quote unquote art in Hobby Lobby. Where the right. sayings are on the piece of wood that was made in China, so mm-hmm. finally, I sh- I sent it to you, and I'm glad you watched it. They did a pe- they did a sketch on this of on Saturday Night Live of somebody getting all of these things that are just pieces of wood painted with sayings on them, and I've she's like, "Oh, you know how I love art." <laughs>
0: I but, watched it, and I loved it. Did you live, laugh, love it? I did. I gathered. and gathered. Um, <laughs> it was well, so great. It's the one, it's the lady who played the lead on that. Is that the same one that did the show
1: Shrill? Oh, yeah. The,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Amy Bryant. I really like her.
1: She's I great. I like Shrill. Yeah. yeah. Well, um... So um, so this morning, uh, uh, my friend Heather sent me a piece of art like this that a friend of hers took in a random person's house. She's also a realtor. Um, so, ha-ha, um, we're out there taking pictures of your shit and sending them to friends, <laughs> not posting them publicly. We're just laughing at your garbage. Um, that's awful. You and by the edit way, if any one
0: <laughs> of our listeners have this... We've appreciated the time you've spent with us so oh, no. far.
1: No, no, no. These are just to laugh at amongst ourselves. Um, I would never say this of what it was, but um, it was just one of those dumb sayings. And this is the thing that I've always said to you is like the people in these factories in China have long been making fun of us for all these sayings yeah, that we put on pieces of wood and sell in stores. But they must be thinking, what do these people do with all this liquor, you know, all these wine jokes that are on these signs and stuff. Anyway, so there's that one font that I call the Christian jaunty font. Yeah, It's a, um, it's that real swirly cursive and it's angled. With a bit of sass. Yeah, it's sassy. But, uh, so, so I Googled jaunty font and then... This came up and I'm sending you a text of it right now and it doesn't, it kind of has something to do with Jesus, but (laughs) it's very weird. So you can read what it is and discover it as I did. Oh, okay. Here's Um, the Amazon entry. All right.
0: So the book itself uh, does not even have the author's name on that. So that's an oversight when you (laughs) self-publish your book. Because when you read what
1: it is, it's really not an author.
0: (laughs) It's something. It's going on. So you got the big cross and then you have it's all in silhouette. A big cross. There's a sun in the background and there's someone standing sort of with their arms up like almost they're doing the cross like. Praise be. But the name of the book is I'm John T. What the hell
1: does that mean?
0: Now, my favorite part is that there's a subtitle on the, on the, where the title goes on Amazon, but that is not included on the cover. (laughs) No, because this is not a book for reading. This is, this is. Your subtitle, Your Private and Confidential, because those aren't interchangeable. Your Private and Confidential Journaling Notebook, again, interchangeable, for overcoming
1: cocaine dependence. What the fuck? Well, first of all, it doesn't have a lock on it. How are they guaranteeing Private and Confidential? Because they said
0: it twice.
1: Oh.
0: Um. Okay, so it does have prompts in
1: there for your journaling needs.
0: All right, so I just looked up jaunty cocaine
1: because (laughs) I'm like, is that like a cocaine saying? No, because they also for a dollar fifty less sell. I'm jaunty, an endometrial cancer treatment overcomers and survivors prompt line journal. Isn't that, that does weird? Not seem jaunty. What does that mean? I'm jaunty. Anyway, we used to laugh at you know, like any hat you'd stick on, like I'm jaunty. Aha!
0: yeah, yeah. That's uh, I here's my private cocaine journal. Oh my jaunts. I don't.
1: <laughs> I just want to buy one of Maybe those. Maybe
0: it's like a a secret, like right in here where you keep your. Cocaine. <laughs> your co- cocaine.
1: Because um, no one's ever going to open I'm <laughs> Jaunty with a cross. <laughs> but but I want to be 16 and buy that and just leave it haphazardly around the house. <laughs> <for> like <laughs> your parent to find, I'm jaunty. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but they'd have to open it because still the
0: subtitle <laughs> isn't on the front.
1: I Are bet they're like. you trying oh. to overcome cocaine?
0: i'm gonna look up that author i need to find the website where they
1: do their about and just see well and my big hope was that there would be some reviews but there weren't there weren't i don't know maybe that'd be just a fun notebook to have I don't know. I,
0: I'm assuming I'm not giving money to that <laughs> person's <giving>
1: <laughs> cocaine habit. It's just um, going to be scrap paper from things that were already <laughs> printed out on your printer that were a mistake, stapled <laughs> together. <laughs> like the, the seller's like, I sold one. <laughs> Can you review Staples this? Staples not for me? included. <laughs> Oh, my God. Remember
0: that so, book? It was like two decades ago, and it was like a thick book, and it said the title was like Everything Men Know About Women, and every page was blank. Yeah. And I was so pissed. I'm like, why didn't I think of this?
1: Because I'm like raking in the money for not writing a book. It's like, that's the pet rock of books. Um, my grandmother so, had
0: pet shells. And then she gave yeah. me one and said, um, before I die, I want you to have this one. <laughs> and it just was like a, a shell with googly eyes.
1: <laughs> there's somebody in our complex that paints rocks. Sorry, who paints rocks?
0: Yeah, and that's so, a big thing um, here, too. Yeah. So you can
1: find them out in the wild? Yes. So there's one currently... That's um, a nice, even oval shape, and she's painted it like a little shoe, like a little Adidas running shoe from the '70s. Oh. And um, it's been on the mailboxes. It's currently at the base of the door where you open to throw your trash out. I don't know if moving it, it around. <laughs> Got it.
0: So it. It's it essentially, <laughs> right, an elf on the shelf for, for the seniors. It um, moves here, it moves there. It's very jaunty. It's jaunty. Uh, so I have something else
1: that I'm going to try to make happen. And all right. Maybe, maybe you can help me. So right. somewhere along the line, whenever anybody sends me anything that's shocking, I send them back on a text, JFC. You know, for like Jesus right. fucking Christ. But I gotcha. don't want to say Jesus fucking Christ because no. I want to be kind of respectful. But then I keep hearing in my head like KFC. I'm like, oh, KFC bowls. You know how Patton Oswalt's bit was like, oh, these bowls of all the things from Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's just a big failure pile in a sadness bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I want I want my saying to be JFC bowls. So let's make that happen. Okay. So that's it. That's JFC it. Bowls. That's my fetch. <laughs> I'm trying. Fet. You're not going to make fetch happen. Spread um, it around.
0: Well, keep your happiness because I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I never have to. I'm drinking coffee. Enjoy. Before we get into our letters... Thank you to everyone who keeps subscribing to our secret wonderful amazing which we haven't written the first one yet newsletter that is going to be filled with lots of cool things and for supporting the podcast and some people paid a year wow all in one sum people I... are rolling in it and we didn't um think we should name it, it.
1: What? Thoughts and prayers. Come Good
0: on. One. I think thoughts and prayers. I think, um, what else? No, we're going to make thoughts epistles, and prayers. Happen. but we put two S's in
1: epistles. <laughs> piss.les. <laughs> edgy, edgy. JFC Bulls. <laughs> Making fetch happen. Uh, okay, you want to read the first letter? Yes. Um, Man, okay, just because this is where we are in the news cycle, people were none too polite. Yesterday, Rush Limbaugh died, and they were not real nice about it. You know,
0: I liked that someone said, don't celebrate his death, mourn his life. (laughs) Good one. Uh, But yeah, I'm not too (laughs) pleasant about it either. And for people who don't know... By the time they hear this, Carmen would have been dead for like a week. And no, no. I did not post our fantastic episode about him because I thought it would be tacky. And although I'm tacky, I still didn't do it. But you can go look for it if you're like, who is this guy? What's this guy about? What were scandals and what were his health issues? It's all tucked in there. Right. There you go.
1: So before I read this, I will tell you, I met uh, some people yesterday in a showing who were just fricking just dead serious. You couldn't. Right. And I was thinking the only way to describe them was they would never, ever get the giggles in church. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Anyhow. So let's go to a letter. I'm going to go right down to the bottom where it has the questions. <laughs> I the want my name shared on the podcast. Yes. Okay. So her name is Linda. Um, We've done a Linda research. <laughs> dear Bonnie and Karen, please don't use my name. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to take a minute to tell you how much I appreciate your podcast. It is so what? refreshing to be able to laugh about what in many ways is a past trauma. That's true, but I hope that nobody else has real trauma. We're just laughing at quasi trauma, you know? Don't you think they do have trauma? They do. I know that. I, they that's don't not come funny. To us
0: for the trauma, no. <laughs> but but I, we do have resources.
1: Yes. And I love that that's an actual topic that people in the psychiatric profession now talk about dealing with, religious trauma. Okay. Um, let's see. I like to tell people I suffer from post-traumatic church syndrome. <laughs> yes.
0: Amen, sister. Um, <laughs> Ooh, let's put that on a piece of wood. Oh. <gasps>
1: Um, I grew up as an army brat and preacher's kid. My father retired from the military when I was 13 and soon after became a Presbyterian minister. See, I count myself lucky that he started off in the military because we went to churches on base that were mild compared to the ones after his retirement. He has since converted to Anglican and is now a priest, but that's a whole different story. What? I grew up in fear of the rapture and shame for my natural responses to the world. Most mm-hmm. of my teens was spent in lockdown. I was basically terminally grounded. <laughs> oh. As we ch- laugh. Oh, yeah. um, I think I was terminally grounded from just being a Christian.
0: I was grounded (laughs) all the time, like punishment. Really? And I'm like, I was such a good kid. What were you doing? Nothing. Like, if I came home even a little bit late. Really? Or, like, talking back, you know, just having, like, yes. So, in our newsletter, I'm going to be writing about some of my um, stuff that I have... That's been coming up, my religious trauma that I never thought I had, but yeah. I knew. Um, because, you know, you can get grounded when you're supposed to be living up to Jesus. That's... You're going to miss the mark. Wow. I never knew that. Anyway, yeah. I mean, maybe i lot of shit it out.
1: <laughs> you but... probably
0: not even signed up for the newsletter,
1: so you won't <laughs> <might> know. <laughs> that's not true. All right. Hi. All right. Get down, doggy. All right. That's nice. Okay. So... Every chance I got to be in the world, I lived with gusto. I was up for anything and desperately wanted to experience all I could. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, baby. In other words, I was the quintessential preacher's kid army brat. Yeah. When I was 11, my parents sent me to a new school. It was a Baptist K through 12 private school. Ugh, probably similar to what you grew up with. I don't know. Ours was so small. Um, it didn't say hers was big. <laughs> I know. I just, just feel like we were ours. like the Grey Gardens of schools. <laughs> I know, um, but fortunately, a new and brief experience for me. The dress code was very strict for girls. We had to wear skirts past our knees and blouses with sleeves. For feet for PE, that's physical education for you guys. Not in the PE calling it areas that can also be known as gym. <laughs> The genders were separated and girls had to wear culottes, no shorts or pants. I found the culottes kind of weird, but figured skirts and shirts was no big deal. I also heard from the kids that they were not allowed to swim with people of the opposite sex unless they were related. Was that true for you, too?
0: No. 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 I didn't have, like, that kind of, uh, yeah, strictness. It was more my attitude,
1: Right, and she was asking us, not me asking you. Oh, then we don't care, Linda. (laughs) But we grew up in Florida, so there was definitely more of a swimming all the time culture. Yes, um, but
0: there was a fear when we... uh, Some of our roommates, you'd already gone to Georgia, and we joined a gym accidentally because we wanted to go spy on someone. And we were all talked into three hundred a month membership things that our parents had to bail us out of. A month, but um, but we got to go a few times or something, and (laughs) we were horrified to get into the jacuzzi because we had heard the rumor that if a guy had ejaculated in there, we were afraid we'd
1: get pregnant going oh, in. Oh, that's disgusting. And yeah. should have been extremely uh, explained, explained to you <laughs> right. a long time <laughs> before that. Um All right, so, well, one day I wore my new Hawaiian shirt with a tank top layered underneath and my new pencil skirt with a kick pleat slit in the front. I thought I was so cute, but this did not go over well with my teacher. By the way, male teacher, I was sent to the principal's office and given a lecture on the importance of modesty. Also, by the way, I was a totally prepubescent 11-year-old girl, not a curve on my body yet. Yeah. Oh my God. He then stapled my blouse up to the collar and mm-hmm. stapled my kick pleat <laughs> closed. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> and I had to walk around the rest of the school day with those damn staples in my clothes. Oh my. The, much less you staple the kick pleat together you can't kick too much and little tiny <laughs> right. walks oh my god <laughs> little tiny steps um the girls in the school were already not that friendly to me and that day was especially rough thankfully the next year i was sent to a different school catholic school and those kids were super fun we danced <laughs> to prince during recess and drank schnapps at sleepovers sincerely linda
0: it's slut stapling, is yeah. what
1: it is. Okay, but you Sheesh. know what? I mean, if nothing else, he he hurt her property. You don't They're, staple somebody's hurt, clothes. Hurt her property. <laughs> <laughs> Not damaged it. Whatever. But hurt its feelings. He harmed it.
0: And the whole idea again that you have a male going, okay, that's going to be too provocative. How how did you come to that thought that that's going to be too provocative? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bonnie just held up her stapler. She just stapled. Yeah. her kick
1: pleat <laughs> My hat. Kick pleat. <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: This is from Emily. She said, "I grew up in Texas in a big, very tight knit Catholic family." Although my parents raised me and my siblings, Methodists, my extended family's all Catholic. Rebels. In high school, I met and later married a Southern boy, and luckily, we deconverted together. Very rare. Happened to me, too. Um, Like most kids from Catholic families with 30 cousins, I have a weird cousin. (laughs) One. He's a year older than me, was obsessed with video games, horror movies, and kept to himself most of the time. Oh, gosh. That is all our (laughs) listeners because they post their stuff. Um, He didn't fit in with my brothers or other guy cousins. He usually just sat in the corner and stared at everyone. Being the friendly kid I was, I tried my best to befriend him. We didn't have much in common, but I really tried. Later in high school years, we bonded over being marching band geeks. Cut to Easter five years ago. I was 25 at the time. And like a true, close-knit Catholic family, many of my aunt and uncles live on the same street
1: as we do. That's such a thing that I gathered was happening in Staten Island,
0: from, oh, I didn't. For read reading the... Colin
1: Jost, I don't know where she lives, but um, after watching like King of Staten Island and reading Colin's book, right? They all were like, "Oh, let's all live on the same street together." <laughs> and I misread it, but it's close enough. She oh. said
0: that the Catholic fam- many of them lived on the same street as the grandparents, so close enough. Okay, but yeah, I wonder. I mean, the Kennedys did that too. They're Catholic.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, and, you know, everybody loves Raymond right yeah, next door. I never door. understood. Don't even. No. Don't even. Not gonna. <laughs>
0: so every holiday, there's 60 plus people there. And she means at her grandparents. Ugh. I'm sitting on my porch. Well, no, maybe she's there. We don't. Ugh, she needs a write-in. Emily, I need a map. So every <laughs> holiday, there's 60 plus people there. I'm sitting on my porch waiting for my husband to use my grandma's restroom when my weird cousin walks up. Mm. We start our usual small talk when he tells me he needs to apologize to me. Oh, no. I ask him why, and he proceeds to tell me that he's been focusing on his faith more and needs to apologize to people he has wronged. I think I'm going to apologize for something stupid. Whoops. I think he's going to apologize for something stupid, like breaking my toy as kids or something along those lines. Instead, he tells me he used to have impure thoughts about me as a kid slash teen. I knew it. And he needs (laughs) me
1: to forgive him. I knew it. I knew it. He also mumbles... No, don't share that. (laughs) Oh, that's so shitty. Wait,
0: and there's more. He also mumbles something about my feet being part of it. (laughs) I'm so shocked and grossed out that I just shake my head, at which point my clueless husband comes out of the house and greets him. They make small talk for a few minutes while I sit there trying to process the weirdness that just transpired and trying to hide my exposed feet. (laughs) Eventually, he walks off after thanking me for forgiving him. I mean, because what are your choices? Uh, I turn to my husband. I love that it's
1: probably like, yes, yes, I forgive you, go away. Yes, yes, whatever, whatever, whatever. What I turned a shit my husband. head to burden her with that. I'm sorry. that just he upsets had, me so he much to, He had to do what was right.
0: I turn to my husband and tell him everything. We finish out the day after telling my mom what happened, to which she replied, "He's just a little weird.
1: A little weird. weird.
0: One of my aunts was in the room when I told my mom, and her reply was, What the fuck? That's not okay.
1: (laughs) Thank you. The voice of sanity.
0: At least (sighs) she had my back. I mean, who the hell tells their cousin that kind of (sighs) shit 15 plus years after the fact? Needless to say, I avoid him and grandparents' house. Because at 30, he still lives with his parents down the street from them and is over all the time. When I do have to see him, I wear closed-toed shoes. My husband's not allowed to leave my side, and I basically only say hi to him. He's my only cousin who doesn't get a hug because he's gross. My mom thinks I'm too harsh, but I think he's lucky I didn't punch him in the face immediately. Seriously. Seriously. Karen, your story in the, quote, stop being sexy episode reminded me of this one, and I had to share. Thanks for the podcast. Y'all have helped me exit my angry phase and enter the, <laughs> quote, this shit can actually be funny phase. That's huge. That is also, big. Yeah. Also, I, too, have a dog named Forrest. Aww. <sighs> He's a 10-year-old dachshund,
1: oh, never mind. <gasps> and my best friend. <laughs> My God, I'm so obsessed with wiener dogs lately. There is one who lives in England, by the way. His name is Bosco, and he carries these giant sticks. So his Instagram (laughs) account is Bosco and his big stick. I think, and um, all it is and is videos of him There we go
0: to another walking. fetish site. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's just that videos. person. yeah, walking around the park with a giant stick, whacking people in the legs. People looking at him. Anyway, that was awesome, but that is that's just a wildly inappropriate way to bring it all up again, to and well, to force a, her into dealing with it.
0: And she has to forgive him because they're at a family reunion. Oh, and so what she would God want
1: her to do? Right? i like, no, do. I'm not going to fucking forgive you. Or put, like, smush her feet
0: into his face. No, that, no, that, that would be good. nice for him. Yeah. <gasps> Man, that's, I was just boiling again today. I'm doing some journaling that's helping me about different, you know, friendships I've had with Christian guys that no longer talk to me. And again, I've talked about this before, that it's their call, like it's always, yeah, their call to be like, no, you can't talk to me, so your life will be altered because of what I'm going through. And that's the same with footman.
1: I don't believe that guys want to be friends with girls Unless they like the idea of having sex with them eventually. Looking at their feet. No, I just, I think that once they realize it's not going to happen, then they can sever the relationship and be shitty to you. Like, it's not good for us to be friends because I still want my dick inside you. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Wait, though. So just wondering if you're doing the same thing I'm doing or have you been yes. listening? Yes.
0: What? I was going to tell you that. That was my surprise. Tell that me what? I took your advice and listened to the cure for chronic pain. Did I send you that? You told me that you'd been listening to it. And I know Georgia oh. Hartstark had been listening to it.
1: Oh, my so God. The last so good. three days,
0: I've been doing that. And that's some stuff I was going to write in um, in the newsletter. Like, I've come to some realizations I had never put together before.
1: Me, too. And that's what I was going to say. We should do a whole episode about that. Because basically, this therapist says that a lot of the shit that you go through in life emotionally is contributing to your body and... Uh, manifesting pain somewhere. And once you deal with feeling the emotions, then that can stop, you know resonating to your body as uh, as pain. And I'm yeah. not explaining it the perfect way that she would.
0: Well, I want to do it more in the newsletter just because I want our newsletters to get something special. But I think we should do that because I want to take a more, like, serious bent in there that we don't get to say all the time. But I think we should because um, anyone who gets in the newsletter can see it whenever. But, uh, yeah, I think...
1: But so yeah, many of the things, things that learned. we were told not to do and think and feel uh, were, were ways that we were repressed by the church yep. upbringing. And exactly. the fact that we weren't allowed to feel them has made them get stuck in our brains and result in pain.
0: And that's religious trauma. Yeah. Yeah. It's my third day doing it. And... Me too. It's... Have you been listening to the day?
1: podcast?
0: I actually, I've listened to one or two, um, but I actually watched her videos. That helped me a little more. I did. Because it's yep, like, I watched
1: her YouTube videos. how to do it. Yeah.
0: I haven't even made my list. I have just been like sat down and been like, I'm ready to get, I, I know what <laughs> I'm going to write about.
1: All right. So here's letter number three for everybody. And as I scroll down, it says it's okay to use her name. And then it says first name only, please. Um, so that's good. Uh, let's see. I just found your podcast and I am enjoying it a little too much. Wow. What are you going to have to <laughs> apologize How? to us for overloving us and your secret life? <laughs> Never mind. That's mean. Um, that's a call back to the previous letter. <laughs> um, 40 years of forgive indip- you. <laughs> yeah, 40 years of independent Baptist fundamentalism and now mm-hmm. I'm out. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's take take a a nap. Take (laughs) your podcast makes me laugh at all the things I remember. Yeah, good. That's I. I'm so happy that there are other people out there finding this because totally. We used to just go. Do other people think this is as weird as we do? (laughs) <laughs> and that yeah, and
0: were other people as proud as I was for always coming in
1: second in the sword drill? Yeah, or, or other... how or how many weeks you would go to church and not miss? I know, I yeah. know. Somehow that was like no one was taking attendance, by the way. <laughs> not even God. Anyway, um, let's see, story number one. Uh, she said she has more, but this is just one for the email. In the mid nineteen eighties, oh, good times.
0: <laughs> I attended a very We're in our conservative house now. Wait, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I would just wanna say in yeah. the mid eighties I had what is called a partial perm and I don't think a lot of people know (laughs) what that is. So that's when you have curly hair but it's a little uneven, a little wavy. Right. And you go to your mom's hairdresser Mm -hmm. and they give different they put different um tony tiny rods (laughs) in different places in your hair to
1: to give it it some volume.
0: It gives it some volume, some pizzazz.
1: Um, Now, I wonder if your mom's hairdresser was the one who was also my mom's hairdresser, who called her one night years later, out and about with somebody looking for money so he could buy cocaine. The (laughs) cocaine theme of this episode is not lost on me.
0: (laughs) Well, I think once. Or twice she moved to that person, but she had some of the other people also.
1: I think she had the lady who always said, looking good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That my mother would go every Friday to get her hair done and set. And that was, and my mom was young and Mm -hmm. like stylish. That wasn't like an old person thing to do in those days. (laughs) No. It's insane.
1: Yeah. But she also had good like floppy hair that was curly that didn't look like hot rollered, Like didn't look like my grandmother's curled and set <laughs> hair that had to be prepared under a turban for a day. <laughs> I really
0: did have my um, country grandfather's second wife actually did roll her hair in beer cans so we'd see oh. her like whenever we'd stay there with like Miller Lite cans. That's hilarious. And then in their bread box they had those um, little oh, no. Debbie oatmeal
1: cookies. And oh. Wraps. Don't wrap your hair in those people. No. <laughs> um, but I do remember in the pool your mom would never get her head underwater. No way. And I always, just... But I always wanted that to happen for some reason. <laughs>
0: I'd seen it. I had seen it happen, but I mean, you had to catch her, I guess, on a Thursday before right. she, or a Friday morning before she was getting it all done. I love that. Okay, Catchy back me on to Thursday. those mid
1: 80s. Okay. So, okay, in the mid-80s, mid 80s, mid take two. In the mid-1980s, I attended a very conservative, independent, Baptist, fundamental, evangelical church. (laughs) Exceptionally conservative. Lots of loud sermons about staying out of the world and worldly music. Yep. Um, My older brother was 19 and loved music, played the piano for church. They had a Sunday service where we were all asked slash demanded to bring all of our worldly music to be destroyed. Are you Mm -hmm. kidding me? I would bring like a token crap LP if they did that to me.
0: We did that. We did that on a Wednesday night.
1: You did. After.
0: Yes. You can. Nope. uh, Some. (laughs) One of the guys we still keep in touch with uh, talks about that time.
1: Yeah. That's horseshit. I would buy a fake decoy LP to bring in. Uh, Here, here's a KTEL, Ronco, whatever. (laughs) Best of. Okay, so um, people brought in cassette tapes from the 1970s. Actually, I remember the cassette tapes now. I do remember this happening. Um, Yeah, because they... Let out some toxic fumes. We didn't think that. (laughs) People brought in cassette tapes from the 1970s of old AM radio rock. My brother shamefully brought in his most sinful album, Making Love Out of Nothing at All by Air (laughs) Supply. (laughs) The girl he liked at the time said she was so proud of him for letting go of the sin. We all caravanned as a church and drove to an old clay pit where people had brought rifles and pistols and they shot the records and cassettes what? to destroy them. I can't believe we did this, but at what? least we didn't have a bonfire at the church. Yeah, that would have been more fun to
0: shoot I them. I think we did it at the church. Sure. But you
1: shot into... I guess they weren't holding them while they shot this. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, shoot my Whitney Houston. Earl, shoot this. Earl. My God. Um, In keeping with the shooting theme, the next pastor that came in would tell us every year in the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl Sunday that he would pray that God destroys the TV of anyone who stayed home on Sunday night to watch the Super Bowl. That's just mean. That's what
0: our, do you remember what our pastor, it was clockwork. If we could just have the enthusiasm we have to attend church, like people watch the Super Bowl and get as excited but, Every but, time, because we are on the winning team. Oh, my gosh. I I it sounds that.
1: familiar, but at the same time, like, let us have some joy. Um, <laughs> he also claimed that he had blown up three or four people's TVs this way. Sure. <gasps> Finally, in the, and TVs were a lot more expensive in the mid-'80s, let me tell you. Yeah. Finally, in the same church, it was frowned upon if you didn't take your Bible everywhere. Sure. Um, Work, school, wherever you went, carry a full-size Bible so you could witness to anyone, anywhere. No pocket Bibles. No. (laughs) Be proud. So in 1986, when I graduated high school, I carried my full-size King James leather cover bound Bible into the event center and held it for two hours during the speeches. Then had to leave it in my seat so I could walk across the stage. Then I had to find my exact seat again so I could then hold my Bible for another hour until the graduation was over. Oh my god. Later, someone questioned why I hadn't carried the Bible across the stage as I graduated to show how proud I was of Jesus. Oh, wait a shit all over somebody. (laughs) My God. It's hilarious. Since I needed one hand to shake the principal's hand and one hand to hold the diploma, not really sure where I would have put the Bible under my arm, on top of my head. Unsure. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God! If
0: God wanted you to have the Bible, He would have given you three arms. That's right. Or you could have. You should have had one of those baby Bjorn's <laughs> right. made by your mother.
1: <laughs> they probably just was have those now. My Bible. I can only imagine, like, do people bring iPad Bibles to church now? These are the things we don't know. You don't know.
0: I know things. You don't know. (laughs) know. I think they still like the good old, you know, thing. What if your only Bible was the one... That like um, Joe Biden had at his inauguration,
1: <laughs>
0: and we have the one child. of those. We have one from like eighteen something. We a family do too. Bible
1: that what we do too. I know <laughs> that no
0: one in uh, my husband's family wanted, so right. I'm like, oh, I'll take it. It's cool.
1: <laughs> it's, it can prop up a computer. <laughs> That's awful.
0: <laughs> it's not sacrilegious. It's it's cool because <gasps> it's old timey. That's what's cool about it. Like what other books are
1: that big? A
0: book of spells. That's right. And they've changed so much. Jesus has gotten saved since them days. (laughs) Well, thank you for all the letters. Please keep them coming. We need all the laughter we can get. So hide your toes from your cousins. And (laughs) we'll see you. And don't be
1: a stumbling block.
0: (laughs) God. see you next week. Bye.